0: Because we want to do the familiar We want to go towards the familiar We think about the familiar yeah. We live in the familiar Safe, comfortable And so what that means is The loudest voice in your life Is going to be familiar It's going to be comfortable And so it begs the question What's the loudest voice in your life? we kind of walked through a process of like, is this from God or not? And so the first is what's the fruit of it? The second is, well, whose voice is this? Is this the enemy's voice? Is he trying to take us away from something that God has for us down here? Is this just the desires of our heart and we just want this thing? Or is this the love of our heavenly father who is drawing us closer to what he knows is and what we ultimately discerned is that that was God's voice. But what we also did was we looked at scripture and said okay what's the lens of scripture that we're looking at this through hey friends welcome to free and light a podcast designed to help you experience the life jesus offers i'm your host tim shelton and i'm joined by my friends josh kelly and bill we are so excited you're here so pull up a chair and join us in this conversation about what it takes to live free and live. Hey guys, I learned a new term, a new set of words this week. New words.
1: Always keep learning. Always keep learning. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Sesame Street?
0: <laughs> that feels like a personal attack, Josh. <laughs> Educational.
2: Reading rainbow. You, said you learned.
0: Oh, now you're taking me back. Oh, Two did. words, lots of letters. Doom scrolling. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh yeah. Now I I am not (laughs) like so I don't watch the news really ever. I read Apple News, probably too much. But anyway, so maybe I'm guilty of this actually. (laughs) Anyway, Bill, you taught me a new word. Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling It's when you've
3: been on your device long enough that you end up somewhere. That you do not remember how you got there. So you're clicking a link on Instagram, which takes you to a link in your internet browser, which takes you to a link on Twitter, which takes you to a link on Apple News. And you sit there and you go, how did I get here? It's kind of like the equivalent of driving, but you don't know how you got to your destination, Mm -hmm. but you got in your car and drove there.
2: That's a
0: weird feeling. Does it It all end up in two places? What? Which one? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, CNN, and Fox. Oh my And <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> hey, we're sorry. sorry.
3: <laughs> well, at least we alienated both sides. Of the yeah, audience. we're just
0: we're not going to offend <laughs> one person. We're going
3: to
2: offend all the people.
1: I was thinking, like, you end up at like Kim Kardashian or like Lifehacks. Okay. Life okay. <laughs> this would be a fun <laughs> to segment. to clean your grout? <laughs> the last
2: time that happened, yeah. Where'd where did you end where up? Where did
3: you end up? I was reading a long form journalism on a NFL player's contract negotiations.
2: That's where you ended up? Yeah, that's where I ended up. Do you know like kind of where you started? Just yeah. somewhere random? Yeah, somewhere random. Like but literally I, just opened up I ended, ended up like
3: re- reading an article talking about like salary cap and years and guaranteed money and all this stuff. And then I'm like, what in the world?
2: Educational.
1: There's some drama happening between Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez. And I ended up like two articles deep and I'm like, what am I doing? Well, the, so there's, <laughs> there's another
3: on the doom scrolling in, there's one more term that they would put before it. So this is another piece of it. It's you can't remember why you even got on your phone in the first place.
2: That's the kicker.
3: But now you're on an app three oh. layers deep.
1: And like when you come to you're like. What am I doing here? I picked up my phone to see what what the weather was. Why am
0: I buying something on Instagram? What (laughs) just happened? Can't get that ninety minutes of my life back. (laughs) And then, and then the voice
2: of reason pops up, and you just hear in a sweet grandma's voice, "We do this to ourselves." (laughs) Now, remember a few uh,
3: a few months ago, one of my three things I loved was the OneSack app. I have that still enabled on my phone, and it will give me a five minute like if I've been on my phone, that Mm -hmm. alert will come through and go, "Are you still sticking to your intention Mm -hmm. on?" Safari or Instagram or Twitter. I think I
1: need the upgraded because I have the free one. And I was like, I can think of some other places this would be helpful.
0: (laughs) In my life right now? I approve the $14 purchase.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bogo, I'll get you one too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. 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 No, thank you. Wow. (laughs) Welcome to episode two. Oh Well, I, I bring that up because as we were like wrestling with this episode that we're really going to talk about, like how do we discern the voice of God? If you listen to the last episode, we talked about how do you listen to the voice of God and how he speaks through his word and through circumstances and pain and, and all sorts of things, but specifically through that still small voice. And it occurred to us as we've been helping other people through this for the last four or five years, out of experience in our own life, what we've learned is the inputs into your life really matter. In other words, the voices that you let into your life, they actually form your worldview and your context uh, for how you live your life, but also how you listen to God. And it's a really, really big deal. Uh, when I think about that, like that doom scrolling, it's like, wow, that's the voice you're letting into your life. And it, it really does affect us. Well, and when you think about where,
3: the state of our culture has been in the last two to three years. Uh, When we think about the different voices and whether it's, you know, my parents, Tim, your parents, Kelly, I don't know about yours, but, you know, they still sit down and watch the news in the evening and is that positive or negative? Like, it doesn't matter what news channel, it's negative. Then we think of our kids and what they put into their minds. They say in the last three years, almost 50% of Americans have had bouts of depression, anxiety, fear. Any of that. And when you talk about the input of those voices, I can't help but think, man, oh man, like those are big deals when it comes to the way we're thinking.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's why we sat down with Dr. Carter and we wanted her to talk about, like, how do these thoughts get in our head and what's the impact of them, specifically on our relationship with God, also on our own mental health. And I guess that's the big question for today is how do we know it's God's voice? Like when he speaks, so we did the the listening exercise, it's not an exercise, it's an experience. That's one of the ways we listen to God, get quiet, let him in, invite him in, and then and listen. So when he says something, how do we know it's him? And I like to think about it in terms of the three voices. Uh, and if you're listening, you might be like, wait a second, I thought, there, I thought we were just talking about one voice, God's voice. Well, yes. Buckle up. Buckle up. That's right. So
1: does this make you feel a little bit like a crazy person? <laughs> like, Do we need to I go back to? I hear a lot too. of voices. Well, this feels like a Netflix documentary. <laughs> yes. sure. Hey, and let me say this is a visual that I don't know where I heard it, but it was talking about like who's speaking into the mic, like who's holding the mic mm-hmm. in your life, right? Like where where is that coming from? And that mm. just helps give me a visual of the loudest voice.
0: That's exactly right. So when we think about um, the three voices, right, there's God's voice. There's the enemy's voice, and then there is our voice. Yeah. And so like, when we hear something or we feel a nudge or we feel a prompting, how do we know which one is which? So I often think about like, what's the emotion that comes along with those three voices? Is it love? Is it conviction? Is it, is it shame? Is it condemnation? And so that's, I guess, what I'd love to ask you guys is, like, when you think about those three voices, first, let's define them. Right, specifically, what are we talking about when those those three voices? And then, what does it sound like? So, first, let's start with the voice of the enemy, because I actually think that's the easier one to identify.
3: Yeah. Should we give maybe thirty seconds of backstory here on our belief of the voice of enemy, the enemy in our lives? Absolutely, do it. So it goes yep. back to John ten ten. We know, and then that, that Jesus says He's going to give us a better life than we can ever dream of. If you're reading the message translation there, and the next line is but the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we know that there's an active movement against us in our life moving towards Jesus. We know that. Uh, We know there's spiritual warfare. As we said before, that's probably a different podcast, but we know that that's happening. And so to the same level of intensity in our world that Jesus is trying to get our attention coming towards us, we're interacting with God. There is that level of intensity against us in our trying to connect with him and hear the voice of
0: God in our lives. Mm-hmm. Does that sound accurate yeah it it is I, you know when we guide people like specifically, I'm thinking of like refresh experience too, encourage experience too mm-hmm. for the women. the aha moment for a lot of them is wait a second. the first half of John ten ten is true, yeah. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which means you have never been alive an entire day on this planet that you don't have somebody working against you who literally wants to take you out, steal your joy, destroy your soul, kill you if he could.
1: And it's one thing to know, like we hear, God has a plan for your life. God designed you with a purpose and a plan, but that the enemy has a very real plan as well. And it's laid out right there for us.
0: Yeah, and so like you know, we often say like it's you know, red pill, blue pill when you take the pill, like in the Matrix reference and you wake up and you realize the enemy has a plan for your life. Yeah. Then it's like, well, oh, well how do we fight back? Well, one right. of the ways you fight back is recognizing his voice. Discerning. And the interesting thing mm-hmm. is he only has one trick. He's got one play. One play.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah lies. And so that's the context underneath what we're talking about here of the voice of God, uh, the voice of the enemy in our voice. And so Tim, w- when you're talking about this idea
0: of the voice of the enemy, w- what does that sound like in your life? For me, and it is consistent with scripture, it's shame and condemnation. Yeah. What did you say, Josh, like the best lies are like 97% true?
2: Yeah, pick whatever percentage, but 98, (laughs) let's go to 98, 99, 90, whatever, but it's a sliding scale of like, oh yeah, that sounds, maybe it sounds good, you know, like, oh, but wait, there's a tinge of something else in there. Right. There's a tinge of untruth. Right. Something's a little out of line, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's, for me... I think back on scripture it's like there is no shame and condemnation. I'm forgetting what scripture that is, but that that is the voice of the enemy. Shame and condemnation. And the real like distinguishing factor is shame is I am bad. Right. Guilt is I did bad. There is a holy and righteous conviction that actually is from God. And that's like that 98% true, right? That's true. And then what the enemy does is he flips that to shame and condemnation. So as opposed to saying, man, this is for your benefit. Let's yeah. move in this direction, a holy, righteous conviction. What he says, you like see that?
1: Like a loving father would do. Exactly. That's how he would correct. And he'll
0: say, you see that? You're terrible. You're, you've screwed up again. Yeah. I mean, you think about that, like in our lives
3: with our kids, right? So you have a day when you're not a great parent and we've all had that. We've been there.
0: Sure.
3: Guilt would say like, holy guilt, like going to Jesus and saying, Hey, yeah, you, you were off. Here was what was going on. Hey, I love you, son. And you are a great father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The enemy takes that and goes, no, you're a bad dad yep. and you'll never be good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's that, like you said, Josh, it's that last few percent that change and shift, but it usually ends in a lie
0: rooted in shame or guilt. That's exactly right. So we're going to get into this a little bit deeper, but let's just pause there and say, that's what the enemy's voice sounds like. Let's flip and say, well, what does God's voice sound like?
1: When he, in my life, when he's the loudest voice, then I am at peace. I experience peace. My trust is in him. I'm confident in what he's called me to do. I'm moving at his rhythms. When I hear from him, I feel loved, I feel worthy, and I feel like he's with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, love and peace, absolutely.
3: For me, I I feel clear. Like it, it's that feeling on a day after it rains, when the clouds part and the fog goes away and the sun comes down. Like that's the feeling I get when I hear mm-hmm. God speak. It just it melts everything else away and it allows me to stay grounded and. Every single time it redirects me to the person I know he wants me to be.
0: Yeah,
3: I love that. Josh,
0: anything to add there?
2: Yeah, maybe it's uh, reps or time and experience, but not to say that this is mastered at all. It's kind of like when, when I know, I know. Like there's a reassurance, kind of like there's something else that is vouching for that, whether that is, we haven't talked about our voice yet, whether that's like myself agreeing or a check inside my spirit, like uh, uh-huh, that's God, kind of like I know, I know. And then yeah. th- there's the other one where it's like, mm, if there's something in me that's like, I, wait, what? Or I'm not, I'm not sure. Then maybe like that's mm-hmm. the voice. Or, uh, I'm air quoting the voice of the of the enemy.
0: Yeah, or it could just be your, your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I think there's a danger in assuming, especially in the way that a lot of our world lives their lives, that it's only good vibes, guys. So it's That's all, a good it's line. All That's of, a good yeah, T-shirt. Good yeah, vibes. It's only good things, you know. You guys and you guys hit on a little bit of like the Tim. You said holy guilt. Billy, you said guilt. Like guilt in itself is not a bad thing. When it leads to shame, when it leads to this self-doubt or a mistrust in God. That's when you're tiptoeing in the wrong direction. But to also say that like, oh, it's only going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's only going to be positive. Well, guess what?
0: Love doesn't always sound positive. Well, I think of the verse, his kindness leads me to repentance. Yeah. Right?
1: It's gentle. That's right. It's loving. God's
0: voice is gentle and loving. When we are in his presence and we know we've done something wrong, that's where that guilt or holy discontent comes up. We know we've done something wrong, or mm-hmm. we know we're deficient in this area, and what God does is lovingly and gently mm-hmm. leads us towards His peace and His love and says, I know, and let's move in this direction, closer to the person that He wants us to be. What gets confusing in all of that is the middle voice, and that is our voice. And that... (laughs) Tim, I
3: love it. As you say middle,
0: I think of like the devil and the angel, like the old cartoon,
3: (laughs) like bungee shoulders.
0: And where is your head? Yeah, Yeah. right. In In the middle. In the middle, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's why we asked Dr. Carter to talk to us on the last episode. It's like, hey, help us unpack what goes on in our own brain because I think anybody alive long enough knows like... (laughs) Our brains are sometimes not exactly wired how maybe they should be because of our family of origin and our church of origin and our culture of origin, which at least around this table, our culture of origin is Michigan in the United States. Um, And those things really, they impact the way we think. They impact the way we relate to and connect to God. And most of the time, we're not even aware of how it impacts the way we connect to God. Yeah.
3: When I think of my voice, uh, this is painful, even just sitting around the table talking about it, but I go, man, my voice is self-preservation. My voice mm. is, how can I preserve that emotion that I had earlier? How can I preserve face with that person? How can I, how can I tell myself that I'm right? Hmm in the face of other things. Mm-hmm. It's trying to reinforce my own narrative that I am right and others are wrong most
0: of the time. Kelly was your voice. This would be very helpful to our marriage if yeah. you could tell me what your voice. <laughs> Maybe we should have this conversation <laughs> 20
1: years ago. Yeah. It's really interesting cuz as you're saying like, well, my voice sounds like this. I'm like, mine is very uncertain. Okay. Like mine and I think there is like insecurity underneath that where it's like is that right? Is is that okay? Am, am I okay to do that? And so it feels shaky, my voice, where, mm. I, where I almost can't trust it because if y'all know me. You know, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of emotions, all, all you big things. No way. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: I'll be back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> big things. Big things. going to step away for a I moment. Th- <laughs> and I think, though, the older I get, I'm learning more that I can't trust my emotions and then I'm like, I can't trust myself. And it's, yeah, it feels like We're shaky spiraling. ground. <laughs> now, hold on. You just
3: said that you can't trust your emotions. Tell us more about that.
1: Well, I can't trust my feelings because I might feel like Tim doesn't love me if he's short with me, you know, at whatever, in the evening. However, I know he loves me. But in that moment, I didn't feel that way, or I didn't feel like my kids yeah. respected me or appreciated me mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. moment. They do, but I just, yeah, those feelings. So Kelly, come at I, you.
3: I hear you saying that sometimes the feelings
0: can differ from the truth,
1: mm-hmm. and that's the voice in my head. That's what how I talk. well,
0: and I at least for me, what pops up is what you're talking about is a moment of vulnerability,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You're feeling something that whether it's true or not. There's a moment of vulnerability and the enemy comes in and plants a lie in your mind.
1: Goes down smooth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. And then there's a disconnect between the truth and what you're feeling in that moment. And then as we're thinking about like, where is God in this moment? The reality is, is we have a hard time hearing him in that moment because the other two voices are wreaking havoc in our
1: lives. Yeah. Yeah. Much louder. And
3: for many of us, I'm just speaking for me, uh, those voices are familiar. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not a, oh, this was a last week voice or a month ago voice or a year ago voice.
1: And like, those voices have been saying that to me for years. Yeah.
0: Homeostatic impulse. Yes. Oh, there we go.
1: That's a well-worn path. That,
0: that is why <laughs> we it. brought that up a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Because we want to do the familiar. We want to go towards the familiar. We think about the familiar. Yeah, We live in the familiar. Safe, comfortable. And so what that means is... The loudest voice in your life is going to be familiar, it's gonna be comfortable, and so it begs the question, what's the loudest voice in your life? we've talked about these three voices. I think we have a good sense now of what the voice of God sounds like, the voice of the enemy, and then the the confusing part is the middle is, well, what if it's my voice? And so what I would love to do is just talk a little bit about what happens when I hear something. Mm. Now, this can be like, Josh, in your morning time, right? You settle uh, lately, you've been reading the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You read the Psalms, and something pops out to you, and God whispers something to you. It could be, Bill, when you're in a meeting with a client, and you're, there's a, a key moment, and you feel like something, Holy Spirit, something yeah. is whispering yeah. something to you to ask a question to that person. Kelly, it could be when we're parenting our kids. We've had a couple of big moments this week. Sure. <laughs> and we're trying to teach our kids about things that they're the narratives in their head that are not true, but the enemy is wreaking havoc. It could be any of those situations yeah. or, or more. But you get a nudge, you get a whisper, you, you hear a word. How do you know it's God?
3: Yeah, for me, most of my time that I'm able to listen to God in the context of what we're talking about is usually when I slow myself down. I have a familiar pace that I run sometimes that I have to catch myself in. And when I'm slow and still and I listen when i know it's god it brings me to a place of repentance like we've talked about and brings me to a place of dreaming of who i could be based on scripture right mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. it's this vision of what could be and god is so kind that he goes i know this is what i've made you for now that moment yesterday how can we grow in that mm-hmm.
2: Right, and, and so, so You're speaking to like affirmation of your God-given identity. Given identity. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: And brings it back to a moment, usually not the tactical response I want from mm-hmm. them, but it's some emotional thing that I don't want to deal with right then, <laughs> you know? And But he brings me there, and it's always in light of who I am and who I've called to be, mm-hmm. and then he
0: brings the situation up. Yeah, and maybe a way to summarize all of that was with a question. What's the fruit of it? Yeah. Right? So you hear something, God's either, it's, yeah. it's either a holy repentance or conviction or... Or he just tells you to do something. It's an easy question. Well, what's the fruit of that? If I do this, what's the fruit of it? And so what you're saying is it's going to bring you closer back to who he's created you to be. Yeah. The fruit's good. Versus, (laughs) well, uh, I think God has told me to uh, divorce my wife.
3: Yeah, why don't I just jump in the van and drive to California and sit on the beach and be a person who surfs all day?
1: I'm sitting right here. (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible
0: example. (laughs) He didn't look your way, (laughs) Kelly. Okay, (laughs) okay. That's right. Or, uh, you know, I really feel like God is asking me to, you know, move across the country and get away from all my friends and family and blah, blah, blah. And I'm making up scenarios. But I think the question is like, well, what is the fruit of that? Yeah. I actually think this is one of the real reasons why we don't listen to God a lot of times is because we just don't want to know. I've had those days. Or because we already know. We think we know. Don't look at me like, like that.
1: <laughs> wow, that awkward long like,
0: pause. pause no, okay. Ooh, Remember one I of my favorite that. questions? Yeah. What do you already know that you don't want to know? Uh, yeah. Or acknowledge, yeah.
3: Remember, in this context of listening and hearing the voice of God, uh, the one thing I would just, I would submit is that it always, and I know always, never can't, yeah. it always pushes us towards the person he's called us to be. Yep. And that
0: is uncomfortable and painful, and we have to obey. And it always lines up with scripture. We talked yeah, about that absolutely. in the last episode. Yeah. What what about um when you're praying about something that you have a decision to make? Because I, I so I would put listening to God in, in lots of different categories. Like I don't think everybody listens to God specifically for the moment to moment things, although right. I think in a lot of times we should. Or uh, the character transformation, like what we've been alluding to, I think a lot of times we go to God because we want to know the answer to something. Yeah, should I take this job, or should
2: we want help in an area?
0: Yeah, and we know from experience, most of the time when we do that, He then points towards something in our character and our heart that He wants to shape yeah which is why we tell people that come to our experiences don't come in with an agenda yeah, true <laughs> You're how not. many
3: people have come in like I
0: need to see if I need to find a job totally. or buy a house and God's yeah. like let's
3: talk about your." but heart. let's yes. let's just
0: even take though that example like um years ago Cal we were praying about whether we should send our kid read our oldest kid to private school or not mm-hmm. from public school that was a really hard decision and it took us months and months to make mm-hmm. and in the end of the day we probably made the wrong decision I disagree Okay. Well, that's an offline comment. <laughs> yes. We're not going there. Okay. It, like, <laughs> it
1: wasn't easy, but there were beautiful things I learned. There was definitely like, more. There
0: was definitely fruit from that. That's exactly right. But it was a difficult decision is what my point is. And so, how do you know how to make that decision when yeah. you're asking God and you're trying to lean into that sub-question or part B,
2: how could you possibly make that decision if you're going to continue to move at the pace of the world as well? That's why the, that all of it is entangled. That's right. You know, yeah. Could God give you an answer in a moment when asked about fill in the blank? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does he and has he in our own lives? Yes, we could tell you when those nudges happen or whatever. But more often than not, he's not so concerned with giving us the answer. He's concerned with how we're informing ourselves based on our worldview. And so what does he want? He wants us to walk with him mm-hmm. at his pace. I think a lot of times... The trap is, trap or danger with this specific thing is we could in our humanity try and treat God like a genie in a bottle. Sure.
3: Are, we, are we queuing up the Christina Aguilera song right now? Bill <laughs> <laughs> we'll will
1: sing it. will sing it. Sorry, I'm old.
3: I am
0: we know what year you
3: graduated high school.
0: <laughs> well, take the high school or private yeah, school example. Yeah. We felt like God said in that moment, you choose. Beautiful place to be in. It is. And, and yeah. I, I think... Sometimes it's not yes or no. Sometimes it's you choose. He has done that with us in the past. When we moved back from Florida to Michigan, we really felt like he was saying, hey, either way is fine. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the most beautiful things he told us is, I trust you. You'll make the right decision either way. So he says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. We had a desire to be closer to family, so we moved back has worked out fantastic. The private school thing was a little bit tricky and, you know, COVID happened in the middle of that. So I think you're probably right. Like it it wasn't a bad decision. It was just a tough reality, Mm -hmm. but I think he does that sometimes is he say, Hey, you choose. And so what we do is we filter it through. Well, what's the fruit of that? Yeah. So what's the fruit of us moving back from Florida to Michigan? The fruit is we're going to be around our family. We're going to be connected to our closest friends
1: well, you were traveling, so you were oh, we were apart as like a a family unit.
0: That's right. I'm not gonna be gone ninety-eight yeah. nights a week. You know, yeah. I'm gonna be with my family. The fruit is really obvious there, and God said you choose So Josh, I wanna go back to you a minute ago as you were talking
3: about the pace of the world and as I'm watching Tim and Kelly, you discuss that. In my mind I'm thinking this took time. Like there's waiting on God. Yeah. There's connection between each other. By the way, that's in his word that you two should be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's more waiting. And then there's future planning and bringing him into what the future can look like. All this intentionality
0: that is not at a microwave pace of the world. Yeah, we that's when we actually established our spiritual rhythm in that yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, out of desperation, we had no other choice. Yeah. And that decision took at least 6 or 9 months to make. And one of the ways that we made that decision is maybe helpful for those listening is we kind of walked through a process of like, is this from God or not? And so the first is what's the fruit of it? The second is, well, whose voice is this? Is this the enemy's voice? Is he trying to take us away from something that God has for us down here? Is this just the desires of our heart and we just want this thing? Or is this the love of our heavenly father who is drawing us closer to what he knows is important to us and what we ultimately discerned is that that was God's voice. But what we also did was we looked at scripture and said, okay, what's the lens of scripture that we're looking at this through? The next thing we did is we talked to a lot of wise people yeah, in our had, lives.
1: We had some really wise mentors in that season. And Bill, you were one of them. Yeah. Bill, I remember you coming down was, in us. I was
3: actually going through some pictures the other day and I saw some of our pictures from driving back. Yeah
0: and I remembered that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, yep. and you drove us down. Yeah, you know, I was so happy to on drive both, you back. Both sides yeah. of that.
0: And then ultimately we, we took the leap. Yeah. Believing that God said, Hey, this is okay. Go ahead. But not knowing for years later that it was because we said yes to what he was asking us to do, or or we we chose to be here and he he said you choose. Now we see the fruit of that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we can do is we can actually look back, if we pay attention long enough, to the the times we think we've heard God, and that's why journaling is so important, we write yeah, it down. absolutely. And if we pay attention long enough to say, okay, it sounded like this, this is what he told me, this is how I vetted it, this is what Scripture said about it, and this was the fruit of that decision. If we learn from that, then it also gives us context and conviction on how to discern the next decision and the next decision. And so there is like this muscle memory and there's this um, familiarity, I think Joshua's the word used, that gets built up over time. Eventually it gets easier.
2: Yeah. And that's the beauty in the mystery of the gift of our will, our free will that is given to God. So Bill, you, you painted the Looney Tunes picture of like, we're in the middle and on one side is the angel, one side is the devil, you know, that kind of thing. But That middle voice, that our voice, like you could spend forever, Dr. Carter really drew that out as well. The way I kind of think of it is like not necessarily a sliding scale, but it was a John Elders that says there's a war going on and Mm -hmm. the the battleground is our heart. So, you know, heart, will, mind, like let's say those are interconnected. Mm -hmm. The beauty of our will is that we do get to choose and the beauty of how our will what is, you want to call it, the deepest desire of our heart, the way, and the way we move through the world, either with God or not with God, is shaped. And so, if God's voice is loudest, that voice in the middle, I'm air quoting, but I'm in the middle, is being shaped by Him. That voice is my will, my desire, how I will move through the world. Yeah. Now, if God's voice oh, is so not good. the loudest voice, mm-hmm. that voice, our voice in the middle, is now being shaped by Something else, we call it the enemy, Mm -hmm. because what is not of God is obviously not of God. Um, And then it's going the other way. So when we ask the question of which voice is the loudest, our voice is on this variable scale. Which way is it leaning? Because what is it informed by the most is going to flesh out in how we walk and how we live. So
3: I'm going to, as you're speaking, Josh, there's something rising up in me on the days when... I am on my phone more reading news. Mm-hmm. When I'm watching, and I love Sports Center. You guys know that. I watch that every day. You can judge me. When I'm reading the news, when I'm listening to the radio, and none of these are bad, so please hear me when I say that. I'm just talking about my experience. When that disproportional amount of time of every other voice coming in I start dreaming about, man, maybe I should have that car and maybe mm-hmm. we should get a new house. And, oh, you know, my kids, oh, I just wish my kids were different. Why does my wife do this differently? Mm. Because all these other inputs are moving me on that scale you just talked about farther away on the days when I'm focused in my listening time. I'm at multiple times in the day entering in with scripture. Yeah. Maybe instead of always listening to the radio, I throw a worship song on or a
0: podcast. I find that those voices are quieter. Is that just me? No, that that is exactly. We were at a concert uh, when we first got married, and I was uh, secretly struggling with pornography, and she didn't know. Actually, nobody knew. I hadn't told anybody yet. Like this is like twenty years ago. Yeah. And I'm at this concert, and somebody's leading worship. I forget who it was, and I had this visual. Like I I just remember God saying this so clearly to me. He's like, "You can only run in one of two directions." Yeah. You're either running towards the enemy or you're running towards me. There's no middle ground, there's no neutral. And in that moment, I am like, oh my gosh, I have to run towards God. Yeah. And that's like why spiritual rhythm is such a big deal. It's why settling in the morning, spending time with him, listening for his voice, knowing his scripture, listening to music that is going to fill your soul. Because if you're not doing those things by default, you are doing everything else that is pushing you towards the enemy. And so maybe if you're, if you're listening out there and you're like, man, I, I
3: haven't felt peace or I, I have that anxious feeling or man, I don't feel like I can discern or discerns a word we don't always use in culture, but I can't figure that out. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: One of the things we're saying here is man, use the tools from part one, settle, slow down, mm-hmm. Sabbath, maybe realign some of the inputs into your mind Mm -hmm.
0: so that you may have a better opportunity to hear what God is saying. That's it. And I think that's really the action from this, Billy. You say, okay, well, what's the tension with listening to the voice of God? There's a lot of tension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So much tension. Uh,
0: What's the tension with discerning it? There's a lot of tension. And, And partly the tension is, well, whose voice is the loudest? What's the loudest input? and as we navigate through that the fruit of it is he will lead you he will guide you you can walk with god you can know his voice it can be close and connected but it takes practice it takes muscle memory the more you listen the better you'll get at it you've got to have a depth of scripture to really be able to discern his voice and to know that it is within the bounds of his written word And the output of that is a close connection with God. And so, friend, I don't know what your next step is. It could be, like Bill was saying, realigning some of your priorities. It could be leaning on some of the practices we talked about over the last season and a half or so. It could be picking up one of our favorite books. We outlined them on on the last show, and we'll put them in the links again for you on this one. Hearing God by Dallas Willard, Whisper by Mark Batterson, Walking with God by John Eldridge. It might be taking a really deep dive into some of these things. But whatever it is, what we'd love for you to do is just pause for just 20 seconds and just invite God into this moment and say, hey, God, what do you have for me? And what's my next step?
2: friends we are back this time with three things we love and as you know this is just a chance for us to share a few things that are bringing us joy in our lives whether it's a gadget a book a snack a thing i don't know we love them we love snacks and maybe you will too (laughs) so i got voted off the island and I get to host. Yours are just too cool. Nobody can compete with you. I love I love too many things. You love too many Hosting things. Hosting
1: is so much fun though, Josh. Hosting
2: is the mosting. Yes. I don't know. Exactly. There we go. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> All right. I get to host, so I get to pick who starts. You do. You do. This is fun.
0: Mm. Shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tim, go ahead. Yes. Tim's the coolest. I love winning. <laughs> Sand grain studio. Sand grain studio.
1: So good.
0: If is this like sand art? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like sand. Sand Grain Studio. They make mid-century modern posters. You had me at mid-century, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they are beautiful. Do you have two? I have two. two I have. In your the Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have
0: Ted Lasso. Yes, and I know what you're talking about. That's right. Those things are awesome. They're both in my office and they are fantastic. Beautiful. And I don't know why this week I just I saw an ad or it popped up. I forget. And so I went back to the website and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love this. And so And there's more. And there's more. <laughs> and they just came out with three new ones for the office. Oh boy. I'm looking
2: at your guys' screens. I think Bill just bought two, <laughs> and Tim. I think I see Prison Mike.
0: Prison Mike is on there, and then what was the other one that was on there? Uh, safety? safety training. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's oh the, gosh. So if you're a fan of the Office,
1: Prison Mike. Prison Mike. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't
2: think Prison. I don't think Prison Mike is the one you'd have in like the living room. Yes. No. So true. But Bill, yeah. they have the Star Wars Trio. They do. They have a few. They have some good sports things on here. I'm hosting. I have to stop. Bill, (laughs) you know what I'm going to (laughs) say? He called it the Star Wars Trio. And yeah, I know. I know. Oh.
3: There's three different what trilogies. It? It's, it's a trilogy. trilogy. It's a saga, actually. <laughs> a trio is something you order at Burger King.
2: <laughs> no, it's at uh, Applebee's.
3: Applebee's, the Applebee's trio. The chilies. Uh, yeah. Chili's. <laughs> yeah. This is not potato skins, mozzarella that's sticks, it. and fries. I don't always gone get off it right the rails. We've gone, you're it. Anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah. they're beautiful. They typically have one or two colors and black, white, and a good neutral. check it out. Correct. Sand Grain Studio. Dot com Dot com um, We'll link it Somewhere between 30 and 60 bucks They're beautiful Actual practical question I don't know yeah.
2: And not a joke <laughs> Does it come framed Or you frame You frame it yourself It does yourself? not come framed You okay. gotta frame it yourself so It comes
0: like, as like
1: Poster cool. form It mm-hmm.
0: does But they're, oh, they're awesome. just just like national parks Cities really Sports bands, bands, Pop culture Bands beautiful.
1: Like yeah. crafted beautiful they
0: are aesthetically
2: to Pleasing go. to they're the nice. eye They're nice Alright rock paper scissors For who's next It's me Oh Kelly, Kelly just wins. <laughs> Kelly, uh, what, what do you have for with us? With rock,
1: Mine's a book. And actually, my sister ordered this for me, which I love. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's by Bessel van der Kolk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to check the stuff. That's why I will it. spell it out yes. and not have to say it. Okay. <laughs> it's on Amazon.
2: The Body Keeps Score. Okay.
1: The Body Keeps the Score. I'm mean, going to be real with you. Yeah. This is pretty far above my reading level. A friend just said that her therapist said it's actually like a textbook. Wow. (laughs) And it very much feels like that. It really kind of unpacks what the impacts of trauma in your life and how we hold that in our bodies, what Mm -hmm. the long term impact is of that, and just kind of understanding maybe so you don't have to carry that for the rest of your life. So, So who's it for? It honestly, it's
0: anyone. It's for
1: anyone. Everyone.
0: All people Bill? that call themselves humans. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, we would say if, if we can order. agree that everybody yep.
3: in the world has trauma to some level, this book is on how you can get your brain, mind, and body aligned to deal with trauma. Mm. And it's a, it's a phenomenal book.
2: So is it like unpacking trauma, but then also, like Bill said, preparing yourself to when it comes again?
1: Yeah. And maybe I haven't got that far in the book. I'm still kind of in the first half, but... He shares a lot of stories and experiences of the people that he's worked with and just in that unpacking of that.
3: I mean, not even to you know, tie it into the episode, but as we've talked about the idea of listening in our voice, mm-hmm. this book does a really good job of getting into how the brain works and mm-hmm. self-talk mm-hmm. and how trauma can impact
0: that. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a heavy, it's a Dallas Willard type book. <laughs> I mean, it's so that It's level. funny, I've read a couple of books on trauma in the last six or eight months and the number of times they have referenced that yes. book yes. in the books that yes. I read, yeah. Holy cow.
1: And it's one of my favorite things. It doesn't mean it's like enjoyable, Ooh. but it's um, it's something you read slow to yeah. understand. So it's one of it's, your
0: favorite pains.
1: Oh, I, I can do hard things. Yeah, you can. Oh, can you look, look at that, that
3: girl. <laughs> Ke- yeah.
1: Ke-
2: Kelly doing hard things. I like that. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So the body keeps the score? Yes. Okay. We'll link to that in the show notes below. I think you guys nailed it on the head with saying that it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
3: My, mine is for everybody too is it yeah mine's a snack i know i usually do the techie thing or you the book thing snacky i'm okay little known fact about me i take <laughs> that was snacks love, kelly that was i take snacks everywhere i go like it doesn't matter i can go like the grocery store i'm gonna bring a snack
2: you, you are, are the six? modern dad i am mm-hmm. I love, oh wait are they for you or kids me okay never mind the kids can <laughs> bring their own for man kids. kids can fend for themselves All right, so <laughs>
3: my thing today is a snack that i have once a day every day because it's great with coffee not tea. And I really enjoy it. It's called Nature's Bakery whole wheat fig bars. I prefer raspberry over blueberry. They are vegan. They are non-GMO. They are kosher, all of those things. But it's basically just like, you remember the Fig Newtons as a kid that you ate like the oh. whole sleeve of? Still around. These are the high end ones, but they're like This is the raspberry. whole food Fig Newton? Yes, but it is so much better. Have it with coffee. You're great. And it's good for you. Where do you get them? I get them on Amazon, but some people might be offended by that, so you can order them through their website. Why would you be offended? Some people are like, they, you know, oh, there's okay. different yeah, types yeah. of Amazon. Um, uh, can
2: you get them locally, though? Or you don't even know yet. I don't even know. But they wait. show up at my
3: door. i bet
0: you Trader Joe's has it. Yeah,
3: they probably do. Um, and the, I subscribe and I save, so I don't even click the button brand. anymore. Oh, they just come. Yeah, they, they just show coming. up, man. All right. And they're not for the kids.
0: <laughs> so,
2: to summarize... Tim brought us Sand Grain Studio, where you can get some great mid-century modern art. Towards maybe something that you love in your life, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a like it's a double layer down. Like I your favorite that. band, yeah, love it. A trio of posters. Kelly, <laughs> a trio. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Kelly, the body keeps the score, which is uh, is going to be that's for everybody. Yes. man, woman, human, mm-hmm. and then Bill, Nature's Bakery. Not blueberry. They're okay. Raspberry yeah. fig oat bar? Did I nail it? Close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a wheat fig bar, but link, I will say people. this. If, you, listen, if you're here, interested, listen. click the link. Read the book while
3: eating the fig bar and looking at the poster. You'll Thanks be good to, to go. Poster
2: I like that. Win. I like that. Okay. My time's up. Tim, uh, kind of wrap wrap today up and tell us maybe
0: where we're going next. Well, where I'm going next right now is trying to decide, am I going to buy the Jim and Pam poster <laughs> or the new girl poster for her house
1: (laughs) New girl
0: on Sandgrain Studio. Uh, Could you imagine a crossover episode, Jim and Pam show up on that new girl? Oh, that'd be a
1: win, that'd be a win. I
0: digress, okay, here's what's next. Here's what we want you to know about discerning the voice of God. This conversation is not a comprehensive conversation. That's why we give you your resources. This is what we've learned in the last five to 10 years and we're still learning. And there's no way we could cover it in 30 minutes. So I just wanna put that, not disclaimer, but just encouragement, like, hey, we're learning, you're learning. There's more. There's more. <laughs> yes. And the reality and acknowledgement the discerning the voice of God, we're probably making it sound a little simpler than it actually is. It's hard, it takes practice. And, and so anyway, we just, just want you to know that, check out those books, and you can practice discerning the voice of God in your life by checking out The Daily Rhythm, uh, coming to an experience like Getaway is a great place to start. Or picking up a copy of uh, our book, Listen, and practicing that for six, seven, eight weeks, that kind of a thing. So anyway, uh, where we're going next, part three of the season. We've got one more interview that releases in two weeks. going to be a fantastic conversation of a new friend who's learning how to listen to the voice of God. So that's going to be fun and encouraging. And then after that, we're going to part three, which is really designed to answer one big question. How do you seek god well for a lifetime so that's where we're going so we hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait to see you in just a couple of weeks until then sequel. free and light is a podcast of sequel ministries we believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate connection with jesus if you'd like to support the podcast visit us at sequel.org slash donate.